This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town Football Club since 2015. My name is Mikey Pentysmith, and on a weekend where town fans were introduced to a heavyweight boxing champion, I'm joined by two men who are just about fighting fit. It's David Dark Arts Diamond and Joe All Fairs in Love and Warfares. What a difference a week, mates, gents. Yeah, we, we were both here last week after that came oh. back, weren't we? And it was not a it was not yeah. a happy pod, was it Sunday evening? But like it say, was it was a pretty critical very different. It was a pretty critical pod, I'd say, Sunday evening. But yeah, as Joe said, the, the whole the whole situation looks a lot rosier at the moment, definitely. It does indeed. Um in in all respects as well, because it's been a just a, a really uplifting week on and off the pitch, and there isn't even that much news to talk about. There's we haven't <laughs> we haven't had any injuries or anything no. like that. It's just been it's just been good the whole way through, isn't it? Oh no, you mean because I was for the for sort of pod bit of pod prep. I was looking through the news earlier on. I thought there's not really much slim pickings really this slim, week. Slim Jack, pickings. Jack there. signed a pro deal. I think. So I've it. only made a note of that. Yeah, Joe. What, what about him? What's he, you know? Again, I know of him, but a bit of background to him. Yeah, he's one that I know Paul Lambert rated very highly. He spoke about him a lot and gave him his debut yeah, crawling, in man. the Papa John's Trophy as a still still when he was a schoolboy as an under sixteen. Um, he came on for a few seconds at the end of the game there, but he's he's one that's yeah very highly thought of at the club. And he turned seventeen on Tuesday, and the new contract was announced on Thursday. So you'd imagine that as part of his scholarship, there was a pro deal. Um, three years three tied years into well, it yeah so as as part of his signing there and I'm sure that was signed on his actual birthday on Tuesday and just announced on Thursday but yeah I suppose the other bit of news with the under 18s is that the youth cup tie I think they're playing Wilmslow United who are a step 
step what? four team, step five team, probably the, I think I they're the that. lowest team left in the competition. We're playing their under 18s at Portman Road. I'm not even sure it's Wilmslow. I saw that and I thought, oh, it's Wilmslow. And then I read it again and it, it's a place I've never even I think recognised. It's sort of like Berkshire, isn't it? Somewhere around that way. Buckingham. Yeah, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe it's just another Wilmslow. Obviously, Wilmslow's up near Manchester, Cheshire. Oh, right? yeah, but, no, no, I don't think it's yeah, there. It's no, it's not. Southern, obviously not, but, no. Like I so said, you'd imagine that should be a fairly comfortable victory to go from the sort of Youth Cup semi-final against Liverpool <laughs> last year. But because we're in Division 3 in old money, we, we have to go to the first round of the Youth Cup. And we, like I said, we've probably got one of the lowest ranked teams left in it. Kind of seems familiar. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Now everyone's warmed up for the news. And Ipswich women were also in action this, this weekend before we get on to talk about the men. And I believe that both of you were there at the Gold Star Ground in attendance for a game against Bridgewater. Yeah, I've got to confess, my my first time. Um, um, obviously, uh, buoyed by the news that last week we um, we did our very first pod sponsorship of a of a player, the um, left back, which he played left back today, Abby Lafayette, who Joe also turned out to be player player of the match as well. Yeah, no, she had she had a good game, and like Solid. same for me. It was it was my first time down at the Gold Star Ground watching the women, and no, really, really good setup. I know everyone said it before, really good setup. It's worth getting down there, but the big crowd stuff. I think it's three hundred ninety-five, and I just I just caught the end of a video interviewing Eloise King, one of the players there, and it. I think it, Kieran, the media guy, said that's the highest attendance in the league this season. So not just Ipswich Town one across the whole league there, which is really good, and it's a it's a good crowd as well, isn't it? They sort of make a lot. Make a lot of noise when the ball gets into decent areas. And they really do. Admittedly, I was sort of. I had my boys with me who were <laughs> sort of five and two playing football <laughs> behind a fence. So I wasn't watching you? the game yeah. as intently as I could do, and I was at probably the worst angle of the pitch to do it to sort of keep one eye on them and one eye on the pitch. But no, it's a good game, a competitive game. They they were a decent side, Bridgewater, and it felt a real test. And I think the players, you could see what it meant to them when. Tash Thomas scored sort of a really, really good head, a corner in the sort of 90th minute comes across. She gets up highest and flicks it. It goes in off the sort of post right in the top corner, unsavable. And the reaction of the other girls when that goes in and then at the full-time whistle, you could tell this was a massive game for them and well worth going. I think they were third, weren't they? Because I mean, I think yeah. Southampton and Ipswich that are pretty much romping away at the top, and Bridgewater were third. a hell of a journey back to well, Somerset, isn't it? Um, Bridgewater were third, and as Joe said, sort of big. Quite, I thought actually physically stronger than us, and we've got some quite big players, but I thought they were even physically stronger than us. But in typical sort of Felix though style, um, wind blowing straight down the pitch. Pitch was a bit lively. Well, that was a bit weird because it looked like it was taking a stud, but the ball was you know a bit sort of lively and. Um, and yeah, it was it was good, right? You know, in swinging corner, and she got up brilliantly. She came on a sub as well, didn't she, Joan? Um, yeah, Natasha yeah. Thomas and scores got a lot up of headers, doesn't she? Yeah, she brilliant, well, that a leap, great leap, and um, just headed it off the far post. But yeah, you could, as Joe said, you could see what that that win meant to them because it was a yeah fairly tight game. I don't think they really created much, did they? But yeah, we probably we we I think we just about deserved it. So that was it was um it, it was really good and nice to to meet the um our so, um, you know, um, Abby Lafayette afterwards as well. It's good. Yeah, it's good to see a few of the listeners down there. I think Paul Westlake had a quick chat to after yeah. the game, and I didn't catch a guy's name who I spoke to for the whole second half. He's a listener as well from Rotherham, so we we had a good chat putting the world to rights in the second half as well. Excellent, great stuff. Real, real, really adds to the feel good factor, doesn't it? And um, yeah, Sasha Thomas, who scored the winner, was 
was in attendance on Saturday as well in the Royal Box, if you're going to call it that, at Portman Road right, a yeah. lot. She was um, sat near Fabio Wardley. Um, only other, one other bit of news, and I think our listenership will probably be divided on whether this is newsworthy for an Ipswich Town podcast, but <laughs> one Mick McCarthy um, was relieved of his duties after a 2-0 defeat against Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough on Saturday. Joe, do you take... What what's what is your reaction to that? Because I I'm pretty sh- sure that we were all quite pleased for for Mick when he was doing quite well at Cardiff initially last season, weren't we? Yeah, no, I was, I was pleased he went in there, sort of did a really good job last season, and then got offered the extended contract. But things have just not gone well for him this year at all. So he's probably in a position where he needs to take stock, maybe of his what his managerial career is going to be from here on in. Is he someone that? just gets jobs in January, February, keeps teams up, leaves them in the summer with a handsome pay packet and then moves on to the next one, sort of maybe make himself a sort of specialist in that side because he clearly can Mm. pick teams up off the floor, get them motivated, get them organised and get them winning games. But I think it was probably a little bit similar to here where you've got an owner who's not overly interested maybe and the budgets are getting smaller and... You're losing players, but like I say, the record, it's just, I think it's eight games eight games lost in a row, not even eight games that win, eight defeats mm. in a row. So yeah. something had to change, but it seems to weigh at Cardiff. Neil Harris did the same, Warnock, they sort mm. of all do okay to an extent. And then when it goes badly wrong, it just doesn't, they just can't seem to get them out of the tailspin without changing manager. But no, like I say, I'm sure Mick will go on and find another job somewhere, but hopefully, Hopefully for him, he manages to do it in a way that sort of keeps his stock at a decent level because sort of yeah. getting sacked a couple of times isn't going to be the best was, thing for him. It was the worst running. I think I read somewhere it's the worst eight defeats on the spin. Not probably not that surprising. It's the worst run in their entire history, I believe. Blimey! And um, obviously not held by a three nil spanking at Swansea last weekend, was it? You know that never gets your local rivals. That never sits mm. well. So yeah, you know he's very much in that. As Joe said, that Pulis type Allardyce, what's this guy Red Adair role, isn't he? You know, come and come along and save save us from relegation. But it's just taking that to the next to the next level. Yeah, you were linking in with the Norwich job yesterday in the pub, Dave. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who brought that up. Yeah, when Norwich went six nil. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did sort of yeah toss that one about, didn't we? I'd have thought unlikely. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe Charlton, they've got a vacancy. He only lives around the corner, doesn't he? Uh, good point. Yeah, yeah he's in Bromley, be... isn't he? Yeah. He's in Bromley, yeah. yeah. Well, that would add a little bit of spice to our early December visit to the Valley, wouldn't it? <laughs> I can <you> imagine. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the, London, the London Ipswich away crowd, is there something? Oh, my crazy? goodness me. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, in the, in the present day, let's, let's move to the Fleetwood game. Let's talk about that. And yeah, 20,000 fans. I mean, it was about 19,980 Ipswich fans um, were in attendance uh, for the visit of Fleetwood, who was struggling a little bit. And that included Brett M. Johnson, as we look to claim our third straight home win of the season. Um, people would say that it's it's only Fleetwood, but walking down to the ground, it did kind of have a big game feel about it, didn't it, gents? Yeah, there's, it's definitely, there's definitely a good feeling amongst the Ipswich fans at the moment. And there's that we're all sort of sitting there waiting for it to take off, aren't we? And go from there because with the investment, the sort of change of manager, the 
signings that we've made and uh, uh, just little things like all the flags going up down the players car park the back of the cobbled stand being tidied up you walk around the ground and you feel like for the first time in a long time we're going in the right direction and like I say yeah it's only Fleetwood I know without sounding disrespectful but they're a team that brought 133 away fans to a fixture Mm. where we take five times that to a Papa John's game on a Tuesday night effectively and they're just not comparable as a club side to us but we're we're in this third division because we deserve to be they're in the third division because they deserve to be and we've got to put them aside but I just found it strange because I kept hearing this oh they're not a bad side they've only lost one in ten and I think well how can they be 20th in the league after 13 games of the season if they've only lost one game in ten but they obviously I don't know but I thought I thought they were a decent side to watch yeah really good I thought Number the, the guy sent a mid that Matetti number two. Yeah, we'll get we'll, was, we'll, was, we'll definitely we'll definitely get on yeah, to okay. him, Dave. There's a Go couple on, of yeah. questions. I think yeah, yeah. Joe, you were a sort of a late um addition to this show, weren't you? So you you you're actually on the other side sending questions in and you said, Shall we sign Matete? Um, debate. Yeah. <laughs> and and here you are alongside Dave and I. What a what a whirlwind day for you. Um so let's um talk through the teams. Ipswich unchanged Dave was not yeah not, it doesn't, not a massive surprise, surprise. I, think I think maybe Burns might do yeah a we sort of said in a pub up. we said in a pub potentially because we met up in the ground before and we said potentially maybe I'd have thought maybe Burns in for Edwards but no 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 great surprise when it went with the same really after the after the 4-0 thumping of Portsmouth and Coulson's back in training isn't he Joe yeah, I've I think he's well. Yeah, there's pictures of him training. He wasn't on the bench, but is it because Cook doesn't like to name that extra player on the bench? But mm. I, I'm sure he'll be putting pressure on Matt Penny very soon. Mm. Uh, ju- just to recap, what the lineup was: it was Walton in goal, um, his first home start since um, Walton Gate, as it will be known. Uh, Danasien, Edmonton, Nciala, Penny. Evans and Morsi sitting in front. Aluko on the right. Edwards on the left. Chaplin playing in behind Bon. Um, just a little observation about this Fleetwood team. Um, the entire eleven and the manager all English. Possibly not yeah. the first time this season either. <laughs> Did you say Brexit FC, Jay? Yeah, I think Andy Pilling, their owner, was a big supporter of Brexit. So, no, I see. Maybe that's why. <laughs> you weren't just chucking it out there then. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Cairns is the goalkeeper for them. Um, they had Andrew and Hill centre backs. McLaughlin was the right back, Clark was the left back. Then it was um, Biggins, probably looking forward to pantomime season, was in central midfield with... He's behind you. With, <laughs> yeah. with no, Batty, he who I'm told, or I've since learned, is, is no relation of David Batty, um, despite playing in, in the same position. I think he might even be from Leeds as well. Um, and yeah, Matese, who you mentioned, um, was the, the man in the middle. Johnson was wide right. Garner, but not... Not Joe Garner um, off the left, and Morton, who wore his socks quite low, he reminded me of a younger Ollie McBurney, was playing centre forward. And that, yeah. I mean, when you when you look at those two sides for the game, and despite all of that good feeling, it's a must-win game, isn't it? Especially with yeah. the especially with Brett Brett M Johnson, there, it was an opportunity yeah, to I, really build some momentum. 
it was a real big opportunity for us to put our best foot forward as a club yesterday, as a fan base, as on the pitch, the management team, the <clears> CEO. <throat> off, the, off the back of that 4-0 win at Portsmouth, which was a brilliant win midweek, you follow, you follow that up with a draw or a defeat sort of yesterday and it becomes all that momentum just gets sucked out of it there. And like I say, when you've got Brett Johnson there for hit for the first time, and I'm sure Paul Cook, Mark Ashton are desperate to make a brilliant impression on him, just to sort of show him what they've been doing. And like I say the crowd and sort of the, there's a big crowd there, big expectations. And it really was an opportunity for us to put our best foot forward. And so often over the years when it's been ticket promotions, big games, we, as a club, we have failed to deliver TV games, local derbies. We just have not been good at winning the games where you, you want to put a big performance and we just haven't put those in. So yesterday was an opportunity to put that right. Mm. But yeah, they I, were I decent. They were, they were decent side. You know, you know, you touched on it earlier, Joe, but I thought they were really well organised. You'd have thought from a sort of, you know, Grayson, a Grayson side. Mm. Yeah, you know, I was impressed. To be fair, first half, I was impressed with them. They were, yeah, they were, they were no mugs, that's for sure. They were one or two really good players there. Absolutely, and they were play, playing it out from the back as well. Yeah, they? and easily, playing it out well too, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty pretty even Stevens um, early on, but fresh from his brunch at Honey and Harvey, George Edmondson had the ball in the back of the net after a nice free kick from Evans, but it was ruled out for offside. I think there's there's a um, a video from a Fleetwood vlogger doing the rounds um, on YouTube because oh, he yeah. captured, captured the, spoiler alert, the winner. And I think somebody is done a freeze frame of that of that goal because obviously the away fans would have been level with it. And it tight. does look tight, but yeah, you 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 never really know, do you? That definitely reaction to the players, point. can't you? Yeah, there wasn't yeah. any great reaction from the players. And to be yeah. fair, for once, the line the, the flag linesman's flag just by us, just straight away. It was that. it was it was straight up, wasn't yeah. it? But a, a, a nice ball in from Evans, all the same. Yeah, great. Ball. Um, Chaplin was looking pretty lively from the off, and he put a lovely dink to the back post yeah. from McCauley Bonn, who's obviously tried to head it back across the goalkeeper, but didn't quite get the direction on it, and the goalkeeper's managed to, managed to he, yeah you could tell he, he should have scored that because he sort of when he when the keeper saved it the first thing he does when he lands is look across to the lines but i think yeah yeah i think he'd hope that the flag was up yeah yeah good point he almost gets too much over there he could have almost scuffed his header and it might have crept in the in the far corner but he makes reasonable contact he just doesn't get enough i think maybe the goalkeeper hadn't quite committed to quite often when the goalkeeper was coming from that angle they dive early and i think it was a cross you said it was a brilliant cross but it was a chip cross there was, was no great chip, pace. Yeah. there was no great yeah. pace on the cross so he mm. had to generate all the and yeah joe's right he probably should have scored but yeah just yeah. keep with well scored nearly every other chance he's had this season so yeah i don't think it would be too off. critical <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wasn't a glaring one was it not really no. um a uh, luco who's arguably the greatest number 23 since michael jordan enjoyed a, a good start to the game he 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 had a little run down the right but but shot wide, he was looking quite lively early on. But I think it's fair to say, and this is the first time we'll talk about him, Matese and and Fleetwood deserved to go in at the break level, didn't they? And and I, that was one of the best individual performances I've seen from an opposition player. He was in a really long, long time. Good. He, he was really he, good. Yeah, I it mean, was one of those been... where you you sort of you you see him do a couple of neat turns and intercepting the ball nicely and, and, like, and then you, you, he catches your eye and you, you start to actually follow him around a little bit and he, he was just a class act wasn't he 
player. Never, never, I've never come across him before, but no. very, very good. Yeah, very, very impressive. And um, yeah, certainly Morley hold his own in there with Evans and Evans and Morsey. Maybe, maybe faded as the game went on a bit, I suppose. But yeah, first half he was outstanding. He's only got about twenty-five senior games under his belt, and a Is lot of them were on loan at Paul Hurst Grimsby last season. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. So how old is he, Joe? I, I mean, really he came through the academy at yeah. Reading and was released. Picked wow. up by Fleetwood. Great spot. Sent out on loan to Grimsby last year, but he was one. Yeah. He's out of contract this summer. It's like, just go out and sign him. He was a oh, class honestly, act. And he's got a hell of a battle he had in there with Morsi. And oh, really? Just good. And he, he, he didn't him. give an inch, did he? He did not give an inch either. I just had a quick look on Twitter before, and there's the Town in Five video where they look at yesterday's game. And at the full-time whistle, it shows Morsi and him ne- right next to each other as a full-time whistle goes. And someone's clipped it underneath the tweet. And when the full-time whistle goes, Morsi just turns and barks in his face right at the end of it. And it's like, I think that's a real compliment to how yeah, much yeah. play that he got right yeah, under absolutely. Morsi's skin all game. And yeah. I say Morsi is a, it's a good championship midfielder, let alone oh, League yeah. One. And like I say, him and Matt uh, had a hell of a battle. Like I say, he is above. one that go out and find a way to get him signed. There was one, you, you spot these players, player. don't you? There was one, who was one I, I was big on and I don't even know what, you didn't know what happened to him. The kid at, kid who was at Burton a few seasons ago. Oh, that came the Man City Dav- kid. Davenport. Davin- I think he's at Blackburn. He's had a couple of injuries. I think you're right. Maybe yeah. he got injured. He was out. He was a similar game. He was just absolutely bossed the game. He was outstanding. And, you know, he's still a player like that catches your eye. And I did follow him and I think you're right. He did go to Blackburn, but, I may have been injured and stuff, but yeah, very sort of similar type performance. You know, when a player like that, uh, almost nowhere catches your eye. Yeah, outstanding play. Very much so. And move, moving into the second half, and it did. It actually looked to me like Chaplin had maybe been instructed during half time to to press Matete himself when he was on the ball, and I think he did manage to dispossess him yeah. a couple of times. And yeah. and he, he was a little bit more surrounded, Matessa. I think he found it a little bit more hard, a little bit yeah. more difficult in the, in the second half. But, um, yeah, so it was an... Yeah, so let me let me catch, <laughs> catch my read here a little bit. Um, but, yeah, Carl, Carl Edwards sort of blew hot and cold again, didn't he, a little bit. And uh, earlier on in the second half, he did have a decent effort that was saved. We've got a question on him later, but... He, he just wasn't wasn't quite getting by his man as easy as he was at the start of the season. I, I think he did. He did. That was the only time he really got that ball in, in that position. And he did. He squared his man up. It was a hell of a save. All right. You could say perhaps he didn't get it right in the corner. But as a as a big, so strong powerful, hand that keep, a pretty big, strong hand that keeper got to that. Mm. And nine times out of ten, that ball would have, you know, though you see those ones, you know, you, you get part of it and it just deflects in the roof of the net or something. And that was a bit unlucky. That didn't then, then come out directly to... Evans, it was virtually point blank there, but it just didn't. It was a hell of a save. But it's yeah, his weaker foot, the amount of power oh, he generated in that Jesus. shot was unbelievable. But he just didn't. That was the only time he was. I really felt he got that ball in that position. He was able to isolate, isolate the fullback. When he does, it's like that. He, he can. It's just easy because he obviously can go both ways. You know, left and right. But yeah, he just. Yeah, last couple of games, don't say he's been on it. He just hasn't been in it. Not on it. In it really. He just hasn't been. You know, got in those. Bas- well, he's perhaps got in those positions, but just hasn't hasn't received the ball. But there's think, a lot, a lot the of problems there. For places is so is so yeah. high at that top end of the pitch that yeah, you've, when you get your chance, you've got to take it. You look at Sonia Luco; he's come in, played two games, scored Can't three goals, now. and Can't, he was great. Yes, where yeah, West yeah, Burns yeah. have been brilliant before that, but 
you can't just come in and have a so-so game because no. it's not good enough. And that's what we want. Like so Chaplin's yeah. been brilliant the last few games. Oh. Selena wants to play that role. Selena comes on, scores again. <laughs> and it's like, well, he's now going to want to try and push for that role. But no, it is, that is what you want. These players just pushing and pushing against each other. Yeah, and like, so you, you haven't got time to find your feet in the team and try and get a run in the side. If you don't come in flying, you're, you're going to be dropped. Yeah. yeah. A luxury of riches. Burns came on for Aluko for the last half an hour. I think Aluko had a, a facial injury, but it, to me, it looked like he was potentially going to be coming off anywhere, unless he took took a bang elsewhere as well. Um, and Selena came on for um, Edwards, either side of a decent save from Walton um, from a, a batty free kick. He then made another save soon after from Jed Garner, and we're still looking for another goal ourselves. Burns has a couple of half chances, but misses the target with both. One that he sort of blazes over and one that he sort of slices a little bit into the side net. And did you think that one was in, Dave? Burns one, yeah, from where I was. Yeah, everybody was up. Everybody was up, of course. (laughs) But I suppose we should mention the Chaplin goal, which was just outstanding. I thought, Jin Yujo, outstanding finish. Mm. What a yeah, goal. just just one touch. Yeah, oh, used his body to open brilliant, it up. Um, brilliant work from me there that I've managed to skip <laughs> past, skip past the opening goal of the game and one of the best goals that we've seen at Portland it Road for some time. It was just outstanding. I mean, the you know the the square ball from from um, Morsey was good because he just he didn't just lay it and he pinged it into him. And the first touch, Joe was just bloody outstanding. Wasn't yeah, it? there was a good five or six passes even in the build up to Morsey. Yeah, the ball. we were really probing at that point, weren't we? He just got it out of his feet and the finish. Oh, the keeper just didn't move, did he? I think, to be fair, the keeper is probably unsighted because he hit it so early, didn't he? Yeah. Like, what it, a finish. It, it really took, I mean, it's taken me by surprise here as well, but it really took me <laughs> surprise at, at the time. I, did, I just, I couldn't work out how hey, he'd what? scored. Like, I, it was like just, he took a touch and then bang, it was in. And yeah, I, I thought I must have it. taken a deflection or something to no wrong for no. the keeper, but it, but it didn't, did it? It reminded me a little bit. But this was a, a better goal. Um, was Marcus Stewart's goal on his home debut against Huddersfield? That's a good spot. Yeah, good. Just, very, just very one, similar. One yeah, touch yeah. And bang with the left yeah, foot. Yeah, this this yeah. one was from further out. Um, obviously, that was a, a clutch goal from Stewart, wasn't it? Was that a late, a late Huddersfield? A late winner, remember that? It? Remember that? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you're right. Actually, thinking back, very similar. But this was just a class finish. I'm not Stuart. All Stuarts were, no doubt. But this one was brilliant. And yeah, Joe's right. He's playing at the top of his form, and you know, I'd say he's for the time being he's cemented that that role now. Surely, and I put a, I put a note earlier today in the in the WhatsApp about um, Gary Roberts talking about him after the game, and um, mm. he, he just said that. Sort of the number ten in our team is the toughest position on the pitch. You've got to create, you've got to score, you've got to look after the deep line midfielder. So it's a lot of work. Connor will sleep well tonight, and you've got to remember that Gary Roberts is someone who's played that ten in a Paul Cook team. He knows exactly what that role entails, and it is you've got to be busy and you've got to, you've got to make things happen when you get the ball. And Chaplin is, I say, is coming to his own the last few games. He said a bit more, didn't he? he? Also said he's quite like an infectious character around the club, in and around the club as well, isn't he? So you know, yeah. Well, that's how you see side. with him being named trustee that we spoke about last yeah. week. Yeah, so he's obviously well thought of. Yeah, we'll Great talk a, li- a little bit more about that side of Chaplin's game in a in a in a few minutes. But so <laughs> I'd been um, working up towards Fleet was equaliser, despite not talking about the Ipswich winner, uh, the Ipswich opener, even. 
Um, but yeah, it was in the 82nd minute and it just sort of took the wind out of our sails a little bit, didn't it? It looked like it was going to be, yeah, a, just a classic, cool. a classic Ipswich where yeah. off the back of a big result, a big crowd, the new owners in town. Um, but to their credit, Joe, a, a pretty classy goal, wasn't it? And maybe not from a defensive standpoint, but but an, a well-taken goal from Fleetwood. Yeah, it, it looked right. a foul in the build-up, I, I thought. I thought there was a foul in the build-up that didn't get given, and it sort of all, it all came from there around the halfway line. And then, But by the time it gets there, sort of the ball in is good. Enough. And I thought Morton, who I thought was good all day, to be honest, I thought he gave mm. Edmonds and Enciala a really tough game. And he's, I, I don't think he's particularly old either, I think. He, no, he, he was a decent I, player, and he, he sort of came across and scored a... Quick, really quick. Yeah, and it's one of those ones where... They're all all the defence are appealing for offside, but it's not. It's just he's just timing his run well. He's just drifted off the shoulder of Danashian and just coming yeah. back around him there. And brave header as well because Walton's coming there and he clatters into him and he scores it. It's, it's, it's brave, sort of real brave as a striker to, to score that goal. And I, I thought it, his all round performance deserved it. But I think it was I think it was very different from the equalised we've conceded in previous games where we've got deeper and deeper and you think it's coming, it's going to be coming soon, when's the goal going to come? It didn't feel like that. It just felt like the team getting a a bit of luck on a sort of 50-50 decision in the middle of the pitch and then breaking well and scoring a good goal. As, from as then on, it was really. There. From then on, it was good play because obviously right in front, and the guy does really well because he crosses it from quite a strange out. He doesn't immediately get. I think Lane it was wide right. He doesn't immediately get yeah. out of his feet. He takes another touch and almost narrows down the angle. Then he pings it in, and you're almost thinking, "Nice offside, or that's a keeper." But I don't think I don't think Walton's to blame there. It's a really good ball. Danassian, yeah. perhaps a bit it, ball watching. Yeah, Danassian was ball watching, but he's pro- but Danassian's so close to the goalkeeper there. He's it's probably good, thinking that any, a, anything yeah. that gets it's over. Perfect. Oh, it's, it's almost right a perfect. Back. The ball exactly. can only go there, really. The ball can only go yeah. there. And Joe's right; he was pretty brave. He gets absolutely battered by Walton, but yeah, it was a yeah, substitute, but, wasn't it? But he goes made. in, and it's and it's almost that around the ground. It's always here we go. But then, I, I suppose it, I, them, them. To be fair, I think the crowd raised it again. I thought it was an Irish Beatles tribute act when he came on old Paddy Lane. But. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, 
we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, yeah. Surprised Garner Joe didn't, Garner Jay didn't come on. Yeah, was he on the bench? I didn't know. Oh, I mean, he wasn't. I thought he was. I thought he was, wasn't he? Was he? I've got a team sheet. Yeah, I'll have a look. yeah he, was. He, he was. He was. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I was talking to him. Yeah, gone, I saw he, yeah, yeah, he, he, was. he spent, spent much of his afternoon chatting to Selena. Also, okay. they, they played together a few years ago. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was wondering whether he was going to come on. But in, in fairness, they managed to work that. Yeah, yeah, without that. that yeah. With that goal without, without them. And yeah, they. Fleetwood then did retreat, didn't they? Because they were thinking, "Oh, this is this is right our point." point. Yeah. Um, and what? I mean, I wouldn't be sat here saying this had we not managed to score, but I was actually quite impressed that Cook didn't just then bring on Piggott up front and put an extra striker on. We we continued to try and Play. break through like we had been the whole game, which seems to largely revolve around Evans getting on the ball in the middle and just sort of trying to pick the pick the passes out wide and then trying to work through that way. I thought at times he was maybe overplaying that switch over to Penny. I think the Fleetwood right back started to to read that. Um, yeah, just but... before the goal, there was a couple wasn't there and it was ones mm. where we, we were sort of too far advanced for that ball that it wasn't a diagonal ball. It was just a mm, straight, straight ball and yeah. unless, even if, it, even if the ball's perfect and is over the full, is over their full back, Penny's, it's almost impossible for him to do anything with it. And it's just, yeah. there was a couple of groans when he played those balls, but obviously he was just mm. getting his eye in and getting his range sorted. He was getting his eye in. And what, yeah, what was he getting his eye in for, for Dave? Go on, talk right, us through so, it. So, I mean, yeah, he, he receives it, I think, from, from Penny again in field and sort of turns away, gets out of his feet. And I thought he'd overhit it at first. I thought, oh, no, he's overhit it. The touch here from the, I didn't appreciate how good the touch is from Danassi in here because he doesn't just put it in an air. I thought, oh, he sort of that's, that's quite a good touch. He sort of side foot volleyed that back in. He cushions it. It's, an, it's a mm. great bit of skill. You look, you look like the thing he means. And he's, I don't think he's looking to pick out Selena. He's just looking to put that in an area. And it's such a good bit of skill because the ball is dropping. And as you say, you almost cushion volleys it like, like a feather, like a little lob wedge, wasn't it? like a little feather. And um, Selena, who literally two minutes before I sat with Jordan, my son, he saw him yesterday. And I said, oh, Selena's really disappointing. You know what? what? And I almost got the point. What, what's, why have we got him? Why was he? Was he? And well, there you go. I mean, absolutely on the spot. Sort of yeah. walk-like finish from years yeah. back. You know, just absolutely on the spot and thrashes it in and mm. cue absolute mayhem and Cook doing a 40-yard dash. Oh, well, you, saw, you must have seen it up the touchline right in front of us, you know, giving it giving it that. Fantastic. I mean, and then you look across to the director's box and they're absolutely going ape in there, aren't they? It's fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. They were Great. indeed. And, and ju- just on Cook, I when he did finally compose himself, he did turn round to to the owner and gave it a gave it one of these. And, big, yeah, big were, result. It big, did feel like result. a just felt like a huge moment that Joe, didn't it? I know that we we have scored some late late goals this season already, but but it just I mean, I'm repeating myself now, but it felt like a really big moment. Yeah, and it, it felt like we deserved it as a fan base as well. I know so, so we've we've put up with a lot as a fan base and we and we've stayed with the team through it. And he, and even even yesterday, 
we can see that equalised in 82 minutes. Well, the fans did not no, stop from that point onwards. They stayed with the team and they carried the team with it through to that result at the end of the game. And it was not one, bearing in mind the amount of points we've dropped at home, especially at the early season, we, we go back to 1-1 and it could easily have just sucked the life out of the team, sucked the life out of the stadium. And those two things sort of combined to just let the game see out. But no, the fans were brilliant, stayed with the team, sort of 20,000 there again. And, got what we deserved effectively as a fan base I think you made a good point Mikey because it would have been easy for him just at that stage to throw on Piggott and go completely route one completely yeah. route one and um, no you know stayed sort of true to sort of principles I guess and ultimately um, got its reward but yeah those scenes have been few and far between because we have had scored late goals they've pretty much been equalised you know equalisers yeah. haven't they really Sheffield yeah. Wednesday you know so no it's bloody that's fantastic and and you're right you can see even in the pub beforehand you could just see the good feeling about it all now and, you know mm. everybody's up where you know I don't go down that often pre-match but when I have been down there before in recent seasons it's been oh what do you think today oh, I might scrape a win or you know I mean it's all very very sort of low-key fairly negative but yeah everybody's just buying into it but yeah it's great to see great to see indeed it was who just before we move on to the questions who this is one of those games where i think people have different opinions on who was man of the match um so i'll be interested to hear your opinions on that dave looks confused so i'll go to you first joe um i I thought sort of between sort of Lee Evans and Sam Morty as a midfield too. I thought they really had to work hard to win the battle, to get on top of to get on top of the battle to give us that platform to play on in the second half. And mm. the first half was relatively even. There was very few chances. It was a bit dull really, to, to be perfectly honest, very few chances. But that was that was because it was a real tough battle in there. And I think they just sort of slowly ground them down and just got just got on top of that midfield battle and that just gave us that platform to play from. Yeah. yeah. I thought I thought Edmonds I thought Edmondson played well again. That centre, left centre back. I thought, you know, because he, he said that um, that, uh, that Morton was a was a bit of a bit of a lively, a bit of a handful. I thought, again, I thought, and, and Inciala as well. You know, put bodies on the line again. There was that really well, if you remember that really well taken, uh, well rehearsed free kick in the first half. Yeah, they're almost in on yeah, it. You know, bodies on, yeah, bodies on the line again. You know, Inciala. There was a, a couple of times where you know, you know, challenge on the edge of the box, and it's a free kick, and it's reasonably dangerous. You think, oh, you know, but I thought, I thought he did. Like, I thought, yeah, Edmondson was good again, yeah. but Joe's probably right. Yeah, Evans or Morsey again. And yeah, I guess if you include Morsey. that midfield, I suppose you've got to include Connor Chaplin as well, who was doing yeah, that, oh, yeah, that, that, he was going to be the other name that I was going to throw. Yeah, scored the goal, but yeah, as, I think between yeah. Evans, Morsey, and Chaplin, that's just such a yeah, take it as red when they're playing well. Like I say, Evans has been up and down with his form this year. I, I think Chaplin's sort of. Flying Morsi's key, but yeah, I think if Evans can play as he has against Portsmouth and again as he played last night, then that midfield three or sort of two with the one in front is sort of better than anything in this division, isn't it? No, streets, streets ahead. Time for some questions from our listeners, right? And David GW. Met us in the Greyhound. He says, your colleague Ben Bloom stated at the beginning of the season that he would play Chaplin at 10 every week. With such competition, I was doubtful, says David. How good is he in relation to others competing for the shirt? Uh, well, yeah, on the on the evidence of recent weeks, he's he, you know he's obviously very much in possession of a shirt and um, and for the foreseeable because not only is he you know he's creating but he's he's scoring goals, isn't he? He's got a, he's got a goal in him. He's got a great eye for goal. Um, works hard. 
as uh, you know obviously in a, in a good character as well so yeah i think ben probably um probably had that nailed on um it, look next two games be interesting to see you know if we're still talking about these players in the same sort of um in the same sort of tones after the next two games then we're really onto something i think i, I think there's kind of like you're going to have to find somewhere for Selena in in this team, aren't you? Like you would think, and, so. and I, I think you're going to end up Selena on the left, Chaplin in the middle, and Burns slash Aluko on the right with your Edwardses, your Frasers just filling in. Yeah, which is a brilliant position to be in, and we, nice. we will get injuries. It, look, it looks like we're doing better on that front at the moment. Touch wood. I don't think but I know it's three game will. weeks where you want to, and we've got the squad week and rest players. The problem yeah. is when you're resting, like Burns got rested at Port, uh, Portsmouth, and Luca comes in and scores twice. And oh, sorry, rest came. Luca comes yeah. in and scores twice, and then he keeps a shirt for the next game and scores again. And mm. <laughs> in, in all my years of supporting town, in all my years, I've never known such a, I've never known a squad to have pretty much two two players that can you know two players for each position or something in this case maybe two or even three players without three a big position. drop off I've no, yeah without exactly right I've never known well, it I, never yeah in a lot of the good old days Mick, Mickey Stockwell was having to cover most of those <laughs> positions wasn't he was... well it must be a Mick thing because Mick Mills used to do it in the sort of <laughs> Mick seven, Mills yeah. used to yeah. midfield Mick Stockwell became the one that covered both full backs both yeah midfield well, I think it went from Mick right. Mills to Steve McCall to Mickey Stockwell they yeah. were the, the three players that just covered every position that, yeah, no, that took us no, for about 25 years you're right. Yeah, I haven't known anything like it. Incredible. Brilliant. Alex Alex O'Hare wants your thoughts on Edwards. I sort of preluded this this question earlier on. He says he has good feet but made zero contributions so far. No goals, no assists. Created nothing today apart from the, sh- the one shot. Burns did much more in much less time again. Is he perhaps been a little bit harsh on yeah, Edwards? I, I think, Joe, I think although a bit the, harsh. the stat sheet doesn't lie, as they say. No, no, but I think he has... Young boy, young... You've got to remember when Kyle Edwards gets a ball, he has two men on him the whole game. So maybe he might not get the assist, but he drags people out of position just because he's so good on the ball. Like In in the first half, a short corner goes to him and he's one-on-one with a defender. And it's just like, well, there's no point the defender even being there because he's just going to walk past him. (laughs) And yeah, he he puts a cross too high. But you just you cannot leave Carl Edwards one on one because he's he's too good he's too good to be left one on one with any defender in this division because he he just walks past them so his his presence allows people to have more space so I wouldn't sort of worry too much about the stats and that but that's not to say he's not been that he's been better than Wes Burns I think Wes Burns has been brilliant as well and I think he's a really key player and probably probably the signing that's probably impressed me the most sort of coming in from the lowest base in that he was a player that's only really played in this league at the smaller smaller club in this league he was sort of 150 grand he wasn't a big fee and then when you see yeah. Freight's coming in for nearly a million Chaplin's coming in for nearly a million Aluko's coming in with a load of experience yeah. from above obviously Selena you'd have Burns doesn't seem to fit in with that but he's done he's done as much as anyone so it's not to criticize him and also quite a useful temp in bowler isn't he Joe um, um Mikey <laughs> Oh, Jesus. yeah so yeah <laughs> i was back in i was lucky enough to be back in suffolk this week off off work to be fair um, it sounds like you were stalking ipswich town players well it was <laughs> it, it, it may have actually been the other way around dave because i, I, sure I was, was. temping bowling first on um, i'm sure it was <laughs> thursday night and then yeah in honey and harvey on saturday morning where um piggott and edmondson came for breakfast and then 
yeah, unfortunately, yeah, Tom Carroll was still there when I left, um, which told its own story. Do you know, you um, mentioned Tom Carroll. When you mentioned that yesterday you know, on a WhatsApp, you mentioned Tom Carroll. I've forgotten all about him. Yeah. I just forgot about him. I was watching one of the club videos and they start talking about TC and I was thinking, who's TC? I know. Not doing a famous finishing session, is he again? He is available. <laughs> I'm sure he is. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't look like we need him at the moment. Um the classic, Patrick. I think. I think the classic. You know, we spoke about the. I don't know if it's a big question about this. We spoke about the. Uh, uh, Natasha Thomas was in the um, in the director's box and stuff yesterday. Um, the classic Peter Reed. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Reed after the winning goal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really it's an incredible um, picture that one, isn't it? Because you can see <laughs> so, it seems to some of the people it's the the ball's already in the net, but to others it looks like Evans is just. It looks like he was a, perhaps a double agent and he was actually working for Fleetwood. <laughs> ne- never has the song Cheer Up Peter Reed been more <laughs> relevant. Incredible, <laughs> wasn't it? That's brilliant. Oh, dear. Right. Uh, Patrick Palmer, he's kind of echoing what we've been saying throughout. Feels like a huge psychological moment. A last-minute winner. Bounce back from surrendering a lead. Back-to-back wins. Not a great performance, but again, stepped it up in the second half in terms of chances made. A big season moment. Well, fingers crossed it is because, like I say, we go to Plymouth next Saturday and Wickham the Tuesday yeah. after. They're two, two tough, tough games away from home. Two teams, I think, with almost perfect home records up till now. So, like I say, if you can come away with anything, sort of four points from those, I think you'd be absolutely delighted if you could yeah. get anything like that from there. Two teams that are sort of flying up the table with brilliant home records. And you just... The problem is, with the start we've had, we've left ourselves sort of a long way behind the eight ball and each game is massive until you get to the position where you feel like you should be in, which I think if we're, if we're in the top six, it's not a massive deal. If you lose a game, if you drop from fourth to fifth or stay in fourth there, but until we get ourselves into that position rather than being 13th and 10th, things will be a big deal. And I say, but these, those yeah. teams won't want to be facing us. They're not going to be sitting there thinking, Oh, they'll be all right. If such a roll over when they come here, they'll be, They'll be dreading playing us as much as our fans are dreading playing them. We're scoring, we're scoring two goals, more than two goals a game. I mean, it's there's mm. some serious firepower there. <laughs> serious firepower. Back back to the days when back to the days of um, was it when we first got really old? Martin and Matthew, wasn't it? it? Was scoring bloody for fun. We I think we might have been record. Well, we're not top scorers in like the football league that season, or just about. I'm sure we were. We conceded like if we scored like 79, but we conceded like it might be like this season 69 or something ridiculous, mm. didn't we? Yeah, like yeah. I said, when, I, I just had a check. When you look at the next games, Plymouth away, it is they've played eight at home, won five and drawn three, and then Wickham mm. away, who have played six at home and won six. So going to be tough games but mm. I, I saw some stats from Chris Rand earlier on the goals and at Portman Road so at home we are the team in the country that scored the most home goals in the league and we are the team that's conceded the most home goals in the league so <laughs> if you want your entertainment Portman Road is the place oh, to get man, it yeah, it's, it has been, yeah. yeah I'm sure we all had the the DVD called the the entertainers from the, yeah, um, that's it was, the, the was it the 2003-4 might have been a VHS yeah Royal. I think it was Chris Bart Williams Alan Martin yeah get it yeah, yeah it's good <laughs> happy days John, John, John Abbott um, is, is looking even further ahead than the next two Joe uh, he says that our next five league games are Plymouth away Wickham away Oxford at home Sunderland away which I know Dave's looking forward to I'm not sure how much of the game Dave will be able to remember <laughs> after that one um, and then and then Rotherham at home to to complete 
those five games. But as as you say, Joe, they're not going to be looking forward to playing us. But John's question is, what would you consider a good points return from those five games? I think we we've got ourselves in a position which was well, not quite there, but my minimum expectation sort of for the first sort of half of the season or so was to get like at least one and a half points per game. So we're at 14 games. We've got 20 points. We're basically there. So how many, so was that the next five games he's talking about? That's the next five. Yeah. So you want to be at at least sort of 20, 24, 25 points from there. So no, 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 sorry. You you need to be up to sort of, yeah, about 28, 29 points for this. I'm a maths. Let me down there. So you need eight or nine points from those five games just to keep yourself in, in the mix at all. But yeah, so we're going along. So we had the terrible start the first six games, which is three points, and it's sort of two point one points per game since then. So mm. we just got to make sure we keep up that form because we are we are going to have a, a few games blip. You, you can't you're going to struggle to roll along at the sort of rate we're going at the moment. But it's just making sure that you don't lose games to those teams around you. You don't lose back to back games to teams above you in the table because then that gap just gets bigger and bigger. So we we could probably win the next six games, and we probably wouldn't be that close to the top two. If you know what I mean, we, we're ten points off there. We could pick up eighteen points from there, and they're they're probably going to pick up twelve, thirteen. So we're mm. still going to be a way off. Mm. Mm. Right, Thomas Thomas Ebeling. Considering the caliber of upcoming opposition in those next five league games, based on current form, will Cook's style of play help or hinder us, Dave? Um. <laughs> Um, that's a strange, strange question because you've got. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think the key my style of form is such. I think the key thing, and Joe mentioned earlier, is momentum. You know, um, you know, key, real key. That goal yesterday was could be a big turning, not be turning point, but a big moment in our season. Given these next few games coming up, particularly the next two, you know, you've still got that momentum. You've still got that positive vibe going into these two games. Um, well, I don't think. You know, what would you say? You'd you'd, you'd you'd keep the same side, wouldn't you? you know. Uh, you know, so and keeping the same style. Clearly, he's not going to suddenly pitch in Piggott and go two up front, is he? Why is he going to do that? He's not. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't see the style changing at all. And you know, we're scoring goals, we're conceding less. Um, yeah, um, why would you change the style going in, into these games? Yeah. You know, we've got we've got the players that can take. I think, it, I think it, he's we've got su- the su- suggesting that our kind of at- at- attacking will score more than you style. We, will will that help or hinder us in these games against? Oh, I see what you mean. So, well, oh yeah, Cooks. Yeah, yeah, we'll score more. We should be good. We, look, the players we've got, the squad we've got, we should be good enough to go to these to go to these yeah. teams playing the same. You know, playing the same way. Really I, I, should, I don't think our attitude is we'll score more goals. You, I think that's just a side effect of how we've played at times. I, I don't think we're going out there just to blitz teams to score because we don't. It's, we don't create masses and masses of I chances, do we? We don't. No. Like I say, how many how many saves yesterday did the keeper make for very little? Sort of Fleetwood, I can't remember. Yeah, a couple. couple. And how many did Christian Walton make? One or two again. Yeah. They're sort so, of yeah. they're quite low One, margin two. games, but we, we we've obviously got good finishes because we've got mm. good players at this level who score the chances when we get them. But yeah, and we're play, and we're playing four attackers. Yeah, as well, the, aren't the, we? the, 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 the problem we've just had this year is we just concede sort of we can yeah. see too many of our chances and I don't think mm. I think sort of people point the finger at the goalkeepers and I don't think it's really just that maybe we just the chances we concede are too good for it so they're, they're sort of high percentage chances but I don't know I think the fear that we had before the last couple of games is 
we go we go to these teams, the Rotherham's, Wickham's, we're too open, they score a goal and then they just shut the game down and we don't create anything. And I think that could happen. But there's there was I think the that was what was most positive about the Portsmouth performance on Tuesday. I sat here on the pod last week saying that we can't just fly out of the blocks against them. We've got to try and get on top of the game and then score when we're on top of the game, not just go for it from the start. And I know Harness had the decent chance, but it felt like that first half was a real scrap just trying to get on top of it. And I felt the same mm. yesterday. We had a real scrap in midfield. We got on top of the game and then at that point we tried yep. to play. So we, we tried to play from a solid base rather than just trying to play when we weren't quite ready to do so. Right, time for a question from Mullet, who's on half term. We finally got back-to-back wins, a turning point for everyone, a remark of the failure this season thus far. <laughs> both. <laughs> Go on, yeah, Dave. It is, bit, it is, I've got to say, it's a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, perhaps that um, the early season struggles is why it did feel extra sweet yesterday. It's just frustrating that early that early part of the season that we just picked up so few points, isn't it? Three yeah. points from six games, and yeah, four more. If that points, was if that was seven from six games, it makes a massive difference. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just finally on the questions, Chris Rand says three years ago at this stage, Luton had two points more than we do now, and they went on to win the title by three points. But that's two wins out of every three matches required for the next yeah, thirty. <laughs> The equivalent form of a 100-point season. Yeah, Could we possibly do that? Maybe ask us in five games, Chris, and it will yeah. be a much easier. Probably, probably. They, were, they went we, on we and I don't think we'll, I don't think anyone's expecting us to, but we can, can't we? We've got we've yep. got the players to win games. But yeah, you're, you're talking about picking up 13 points out of every 18, there, aren't you, to get to that sort of level? And that is a, a huge, huge. I'm not arc. sure. Perhaps the league, but uh, thinking back to a three season, I'm not sure that it was the strongest league that 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 season either. Because you know you've got, as you say, you've got these teams that are pretty much flying at the top. You know your Plymouths, your Wiggins, your uh, Rotherham, Sunderland until yesterday. So yeah, I'm not sure that league that no, season. We, we've we've got to be in that teams. I said we, we've left ourselves a hell of a lot of work to do being so far behind mm. Plymouth, Wigan, Sunderland and Wig- sorry, Wickham and Wigan up there as well and we've we just got to make sure we we just carry on the form we get in there and if we can roll along at two points a game for the next ten games or so we're, we're going to be right up there but we've just I'd say the playoffs are the realistic, like I say, if, if you get automatic promotion from here you've had an unbelievable <laughs> season. I know people say oh, we're only ten points off it now but it's like Ten, Ten points, points is, a is, a, is a lot to claw back yeah. against oh, about teams, a, isn't it? You'd have had a Burley-like run, you know, that season, what mm. not was it, when we signed Johnson at 20 or whatever it was, 22, yeah. 23 games. I mean, you, you honestly... Yeah, 97, 98. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Scored some goals that season as well, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, into, into, the, um, into the other results and um, Wigan continued their fine start <laughs> of the season with a 2-0 win at AFC Wimbledon. Portsmouth recovered from their drubbing the other night with a two-all draw at Accrington. Late goal. Um, yeah, I think there was late a late goal for Bolton at home to Gillingham as well. That was another Desmond. Um, yeah, Bolton maybe not quite ripping it up as much as... Well, unbelievably, their, ca- their captain this week left them to sign for Stockport County in the National really? League. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of money in that National League at There's the moment. A, there yeah. is Washington, yeah, Wrexham yeah. and but yeah, teams, yeah. Wow. Strange, but yeah, good good for him. Uh, Oxford won three one away at Burton. Oxford sort of just quietly going about it again, aren't they? They just they always seem to, don't they? Yeah, 
Yeah, D- um, Donny, a rare win for them. They beat Cheltenham three two. Rotherham, this is maybe the the result of the of the weekend, winning three nil away at Milton Keynes. I think that's a real statement of intent. Mm. We were obviously very impressed by Milton Keynes early this season. Plymouth, um, probably a decent point away at Morecambe. Sheffield Wednesday, the draw specialist, one one again at home to Lincoln. Shrewsbury beat Cambridge four one. Charlton under Johnny Jackson, their caretaker manager, won one nil away at Sunderland. <laughs> Um, and Wickham, as they always seem to, scored an injury time winner again. I mean, that was like deep. That was like ninety. I mean, ours was like what was ninety plus three. That was like ninety plus seven, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. you were probably back Center in the pub by the time that one went in, Dave. I think um, I was. They probably I was. only had seven minutes because Wickham had time wasted so much for the first. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we're not looking forward to watching a game against them next no. Tuesday. Are you, are you going, I'll Joe? Die. No, no, I can no. put myself through that. <laughs> never pretty that is it but yeah. it's effective for them it is indeed so that that leaves the the league table with <laughs> Plymouth at the top on uh, 30 points from 15 games so they've got that two points per game nailed on um, Wickham have got a game in hand though um, and they're level on 30 points uh, then it's Wigan Sunderland Sunderland and Wigan have both got two games in hand on on Plymouth not that games in hand guarantees you anything then it's Rotherham and Oxford. Um, then Milton Keynes have dropped now to seventh. Um, they're on 22 points, same as Burton. Um, can't believe Burton is still still flying high. I suppose they've, they've won a couple of games recently. Then it's Sheffield Wednesday now, just one point ahead of us in, in ninth. And then, yeah, Bolton have now dropped to 12th after four games without a win um, wow. on 19 points. So, yeah, we're... we're Top ten, play in the top crash, ten. Crash the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we a week on the training ground now. Um, what do you think we'll be working on going going down to to Plymouth? Well, Ryan, Ryan Lowe's very good friends with Paul Cook, isn't he? So they are. I think they follow Liverpool around Europe together. Those two, mm. so you sort of see pictures of them out in the beers together. So <laughs> hopefully they'll be able to. Hopefully they watch them today. Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll both be having a few beers tonight. I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, lovely stuff. Yeah. Uh, is there is there anything either of you want to plug? Yeah, I've got a shout. I, I was, <clears throat> a chap came up to me in the Greyhound yesterday, a um, very nice guy called John Moran, and said, could I give a shout out to his friend? It's uh, incredible. Um, Malcolm Brewer, who's been a supporter since like, the mid he's in his 80s this guy he's been a supporter since like the late 50s and he's been a steward at the club incredibly since 1967 like 54 wow. years he's been stewarding at the club and he also since 1990 apparently he does stewarding at Cole U as well when the town are <laughs> when the town are away I mean what a man um and he hasn't been in the best I think he had a bad back injury and this was always going to be his last season but he had a bad back injury I think at the start of the season so now he's still he still does the stewarding. I think he does the the, the um, maybe director's car park or something like that. Um, and he now has to have a sort of like a sit in a deck chair or something like that to do it. And this is his last season. So I said, um, certainly um, worth a shout for his sort of length of service and devotion to um, to Ipswich Town. I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? Brilliant. Absolutely yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, yeah, I suppose um... my, my shout out was the the other end of the. Co- 
the sort of stages of life. The the Youth Cup game on Thursday I mentioned at the start, but that's at that's at Portman Road, and I'm sure Mr. Brewer will be down there stewarding on Thursday <laughs> evening to have to help out there. I thought so. Young enough to be his great grandchildren. Do you know what? When he when he when he look at it and you think, oh no, well it's my age, it's about my age, but 70 think. Christ, that's 54 years ago. Amazing, amazing, incredible service. And I think, um, you know, according to John, he's hoping um, to get in contact from the club to see if, um, you know, he can get some recognition for his service come the, you know, come the end of the season, which, you know, I think would be well des- more than well-deserved. Definitely, yeah. Excellent. Cheers for that, Dave. And yeah, thanks. Thanks both. It's, it's, it's just nice, isn't it, to, to do a podcast after not one but two wins. Um, that was great today. I really enjoyed it today. I say there was. I'll definitely be uh, definitely popping down there again. I think it's brilliant. Excellent. Um, yeah, we'll be back with a midweek show, possibly a Q and A during the week, and then it's the the flagship show next week. I believe that Craig Finbo is is travelling down to Plymouth for that one. Um, yeah, I think so. Sampling the local delights. All those savoury pastries, Dave. They couldn't. They couldn't Instance. quite tempt you down there. Ginsters, no, no. Like I said, my next, my next away trip's gonna, which I'm really looking forward to, is gonna be a sort of weekend in, uh, well, say up, up in Sunderland. So um, yeah, I believe staying in, staying in Durham um, on the sort take of your oil money up there with you this time now, Dave. Sorry, might have to take your oil money up there with you. Might yeah. not be able to get a hotel. That's true. So yeah, look, really, really looking forward to that. I've never been to stadium alike before, so yeah, that'll be an experience. Looking forward to that. Always, there'll be a good atmosphere, won't it? Bound to be. Excellent. Right. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. And uh, the final word from me is don't leave before the final whistle. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.